Previously on Hitbox. We all saw it coming. Everyone on this podcast saw it coming. I have Episode was five, is that what you're saying? No. No, oh. no. We'll, we're going to find out that's going to come to Switch later, but... Eventually. Justin, it's here. I don't mean to jump the gun. I, I know we're going to talk about it later. Persona 5 going to Switch, man. I am so excited. Uh, I can't... This is a good day. It's a good day. Um, I'd like to thank my family for always supporting me. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, Peter, mm-hmm. I'd like to thank you for being my, my, my co-host through all of this, through all my struggles, through all my tears. Um, I am also a little bit afraid, though, because <laughs> what if it's out on Switch and I still don't beat it? <laughs> I Like, here's... Okay, you started the original Persona 5. Is yeah. that correct? Yes, that is true. I think you are going to be... I think you're going to be hooked when, by playing it on the Switch. Okay, okay. Uh, um, because it's going to remove... Like, uh, like I imagine... To my understanding, you stop playing it because it's a long game. And it's just one of those things where it's like, I just don't have the time for this. And, and like, I, I don't want to necessarily be have to always be playing this sitting down, looking at my TV. I want to be able to have, like, you know, like, do this in bed or, or whatever. I think removing those barriers and being able to play it handheld is going to mean that you're going to be hooked in this game and you're going to finish it. I am uh, one of the if the the commitment of sitting at my TV and playing it yes. was huge, but also yes. it felt a little bit like work because I wanted to make sure I had a, a maximum playthrough. So I wanted to make sure every day I did the right things, not just any activities that my heart told me to do. I needed yeah. to do the right activities to try to get the platinum, even though I wasn't going to get the platinum on the original Persona. So original Persona has got a bad trophy list. It's a bad trophy list. Now, I know it'll be on Switch and I won't be getting a platinum for this game, but my question is, yes. are there huge and major things that I can miss if I don't play the right playthrough? It's interesting you say that. The answer is yes, but to do that stuff, you you need to do like two things. And and it is it is really simple to do and you'll want to do it. Okay. Um I, I'm just gonna like I'll just tell you right now. I'll, I'll, not get, really, I'll, get, I'll get a tattoo so I don't forget. I need to know. Not really a spoiler. Um, but basically the game is the base version of Persona 5 and then has a tacked on third semester kind of like DLC at the very end. To access that content, you need to um max out your confidant status, which means just like hang out with as as uh frequently as you can with um a catchy the boy detective piece of shit um <laughs> maruki the therapist and uh what's her name kasumi yoshizawa um she's like a redheaded like dancer girl so and it's all you got to do and then the rest is all up to you so wait but, but is that stuff missable no i mean i mean like like so basically um at regular intervals during the game it's like all right what are we gonna do after school today or like all right what are we doing today and then um, you'll be able to, like, go to different places and whatever, and uh, there will be little notifications for, like, the people you can ha- hang out with. And so for me, anytime those people showed up, uh, I would just prioritize hanging out with them until I maxed out their, their confidence. And then stuff. ignore them forever. Yep. But isn't there, like, shouldn't I get the teacher to give me massages? Isn't that a thing? That's a good thing? Yeah, you can do that because what she'll do is if you max out her confidant, she'll uh, give you massages after you're done. Um in palaces or in mementos because as soon as you're done with that you go home for the rest of the day and you can't go out yeah um but yeah i i mean you can do that but like 
it's not required. Yeah, I, I do. Th- I do have to say, I think not trying in my brain to get a platinum is going to help me a yes. little bit because I'm like, I don't fucking need to do everything. I just want to. The, I will also say, like, the platinum for Persona Five Royal is a really good one. Like, it's a really good trophy list um, because it basically just makes you. It's it doesn't make you do everything. It just makes you engage with some of the newer stuff and and engage with some of the like the best content that's in the game. Um, so it's not that's not like a bad. F- thing in my opinion but there you go do you know what's probably going to happen knowing me uh i'm going to finally download persona 5 royal on my switch Switch? yeah yeah and like that same day because of course mid i'm gonna have it pre-downloaded of course come on of course Uh, justin i know you yeah so i'm gonna have it pre-downloaded and that morning of its release they're gonna be like and persona 6 coming to ps5 (laughs) and i'm gonna be like no 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 i think we're a ways away i I think we're gearing up for a reveal of that because they've said that they're working on it um, but I think that this news is going to tide us over for for a while. I would I would imagine that Persona Four Golden and Persona Three Portable are going to launch on you know all the consoles and stuff um, before we get that reveal. Yeah. Well, it's just like wh- why 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 like people that will this will satisfy people for a set amount of time. You know what I mean? So why? I, I guarantee it? you. I guarantee you. If that happens, I'm getting my Steam Deck. It's happening. Yeah. Say yes. Yeah, Say yes to the Steam Deck. Yeah, because you you did you did pre-order one, didn't you? I did. You put, scared, I put the five dollars down. It's only five dollars, and I can make that that financial commitment later. Um, oh sure, sure. Yeah, I think I think every time I want to Uber eat something, instead of actually Uber eating it, I'm gonna write down how much my order would cost, and sure, then I'm just yes. gonna put that aside for a Steam Deck. Well, that's great because with Uber Eats, with like the charges and everything that they add on top of it, uh, it'll be like what, like three or four meals, and then the Steam Decks pay for it. That done. Yeah, simple. Yeah. Anyway, uh, well, Justin, I'm extraordinarily excited uh, for Persona to be coming to the Switch. I'm probably not going to play it on the Switch. (laughs) Like, I'm. Yeah. Why would? uh, Yeah. But although, like, talking about all this, it makes me just want to fucking play Persona Five again. I tweeted this, and I was like, maybe I should try for the platinum of the original game oh it's a lot of work but at this point like you're a master i just i do a new game plus run i don't know what sort of personas i had but like i just do a new game plus run and then just do a lot of the cleanup stuff that doing a second run would do and i just like skip through the story you can put it all on fast forward like um yeah yeah hey man i'm excited it's a uh, uh someone said it on uh the most recent episode of button mashing 101 that it feels like we're in like a jrpg like renaissance where it's just like banger after banger after banger coming out uh and and i can only uh, only agree with that yeah we're in a good time to be alive good time it's a good time to be playing video games it's a box what's in the fucking box Hitbox episode number 99. Whoa. 99, Justin. That's like 100s next week, and we've got some fun stuff planned. Um, uh, my name is Peter Hunt Spitdeck, and joining me as always is my good friend and co host for the past 99 episodes. Damn, Justin Makovich. How are you, Justin? I am doing fantastic. I gotta admit, we're recording like not, it's not that it's that early. I mean, it's, it's 1030 on okay, a Saturday, 1030 on a Saturday. But boy, it felt like when I, my alarm went off at like 830 this morning, I was like, oh, what am I doing? 
For you spent two hours preparing for this. Well, I mean, no. I appreciate that. That's I've been up that's for six I, hours That's when I woke preparing. up, had to take the dog out, had to put laundry uh, sure. in, yeah, had to make yeah. coffee, had to sit around and click around and do nothing for about 15, 20 minutes. And by that you time, were like, you mentioned like, hey, you sound kind of weird, Peter. Is your mic, like, levels, are your levels different? I was like, no, like, these are literally <laughs> the first words I'm saying today. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that you're well. Uh, I did a juice cleanse this week, and let me tell you, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> All right, so what do you do in a juice cleanse? Like, what? How, how did you juice? Why? Why? My dad. <laughs> my dad was like, I'm doing a juice cleanse. You want to do a juice cleanse with me? And I was like, yeah, I'll do that. I, like, I did. I just did one day. He did two days. Uh, and some of those juices were some of the wor- most vile things I've ever put in my mouth. Um, the beet one was bad, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Although I had kombucha for the first time. Oh. I had a pineapple kombucha. Okay. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I've had uh, I, I've had some of the booch before. Um, booch. Uh, my first experience with it, uh, I've had like kombucha in beer, which is actually like pretty pretty good. Except I'm getting to the age where my tummy's like indigestion when I do that because it's like just yeah. very like soury. Um, yeah. But I've also had a couple of like the the kombucha teas uh, that are supposed to be healthy for you. But to be honest, I just like to order them and say I like the booch, please. Give me the, the booch. 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 Well, I'll tell you what's not healthy for you. Doing a juice cleanse, because, wow. Uh, I was talking to some people, and they were like, yeah, like you get, you can get cut like just doing a week-long juice cleanse. And it's true, because you don't eat food. Yeah. Uh, you, just... you just drink juice. <laughs> um, like, that's true. Like, you would get really cut doing that. But it's just because, you, oh, it's because you're having 900 calories yeah. a day. Yeah, so knowing about um, your uh, the beets, right? I'm sure there's some, like, after effects about beets that if you eat enough of them, it's probably, like, worse for other things. Oh, Justin, I had some effects. Yeah, I had some... I I had some trials, some tribulations. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Um, Yeah, it made me... It made me into who I am today. Literally, who I am today. Yeah. Uh, but you get through it, you know? Yeah. You power through. Yeah, you do. You uh, do. Life goes on. Yeah. It's a Persona 5 song title. Uh, speaking of Persona 5, we're going to be talking about it a little bit later when we talk about the most recent Nintendo, like, partner direct, um, which we will detail along with EA not understanding that, um... People like single-player games, uh, interestingly enough. And then we have, like, a whole slew of game dev stories. Um, Some are, like, kind of benign, while some are a little bit um, malicious, let's say, in in terms of the way that people have reacted to uh, announcements and things like that. But we'll get into all of that and more in a little bit before we do... Justin, what games have you been playing this week? Yeah, so I've been I've been really into that whole uh, Fire Emblem uh, Warriors Three Hopes. Oh, nice! Uh, getting so into it. In fact, I've gone down this rabbit hole of Fire Emblem Three Houses lore, um, and like what's different between Three Houses and Three Hopes because they're like alternative timelines. And I think one of the most impressive things is how different all three of the main campaigns are in both games. And not only how all three campaigns are different, because technically, like, Three Hopes and Three Houses are just different worlds, different campaigns. They make different choices that completely change it. So you essentially have six different stories, and even more than that, because, like, in um, Three Houses, you could actually choose two paths for one of the houses, plus there's a DLC. There's just so much lore and how different these stories can get. 
Um, and like, there's so much like unique dialogue written for certain random situations when you have characters battling each other. Like, uh, one huh. one of the ones I got into was uh, eliciting to like unique character dialogue when you're about to kill your friend. <laughs> Like, if there's, like, someone oh. from this your same house that you've recruited to, like, on your current house, and then they're, like, fighting one of the other characters, they have, like, unique dialogue for all of those different deaths, which is just so cool, like, that attention to detail that they have with some of this stuff. But the more I was listening to stuff online, the more I think that, like, how many choices and how many different character things there are, it really kind of, like, highlights that they could have gone deeper with some of these stories. It's just because they had to like have three different, four different options for everything. They just did a lot of surface level stuff. Like uh, in the original three houses game, some of the stories like literally instead of having like fun cutscenes, they just have like that, like stop motion stuff because they didn't have enough time to like create their full like anime cutscenes and stuff like that. So um, I don't know. I think overall the setup is so cool for these stories. And I just like how it's like, so many different playgrounds or sandboxes of different like things that you can do with these characters and different situations where you pit characters against each other. Um, and like, you know, the, the idea that you have three warring houses that have to become friends when they're kids and then when they become adults, they all have to kill each other is such a unique thing because you really grow attached to these characters. Yeah. Um, so it, again, I am a huge fan of Fire Emblem Three uh, Hopes. I recommend it if you like Fire Emblem Three Houses. I think it's more fun to play than Three Houses, but the actual storytelling is a hundred percent better in Three Houses. So the original makes sense. one. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. I I recommend uh, this specific series. I guess at this point, so highly. After after talking to me, with you about it last week, I um. I've sort of been interested in in playing three houses, um, which again, like I like, it's not like I haven't been interested before, but um, yeah, I would, I would like to have the time to do that, it, and it looks it, like I don't right I, now. I mean, but. yeah, like stuff just keeps coming out right now. Like we're we're in another yeah. kind of like crazy time. Like we're not getting like your Horizons and Elden Rings, but we're getting like a bunch of like good games that are coming out still. That um, I feel like I'm very behind, but. Uh, my su- yeah. my suggestion is if you're turned off by the tactic stuff, if you play three houses um, and you get to the time skip, <laughs> if you get to that time skip, you get to know the characters well enough that you can play the three hopes without it being like yeah okay disorienting. And if you of course want to continue with the story, then you can keep playing after that because you get to that midpoint in three houses and you don't want to leave it anyway because like the story does progress pretty awesomely. Um, but uh, again, the the tactic stuff is just not that's the one thing that stopped me from doing multiple playthroughs is the combat, which is kind of a big deal. <laughs> how uh, how long is a playthrough of one house? If you do everything, it took me like forty hours. Okay, yeah, so I don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't want to, you don't want, you don't need to redo everything. And, and it's just like one of those things, like when you're done, I think you can get the idea by going through it and watching all the videos of stuff. But, sure, you sure. know, I, I, you know, th- there's just so many like little tasks you have to do in order to level up your characters to like appropriate levels so you don't kill them. Um, mm-hmm. That I think you, you want to make sure you do one good playthrough and then maybe others. They do, yeah. they do kind of have a new game plus, um, but it's not like you get every stat like over you get like your relationships your characters but not their full levels and stuff so sure well i don't want to like rush through it if i'm gonna play it oh yeah because it seems like a game that like i would actually really like um 
So it's just waiting. It, it's like you said, like it's not like we're getting like huge releases like right now, but it's sort of more of a drip feed where yeah, it's like, well, yeah, I gotta yeah. just um, keep up because like I want to play Neon White. Uh, I've decided I'm gonna play that. Ooh. Um, but I have some. I have to make some decisions about God of War first. Uh, I beat it last night, man. Wait, the, w- uh, yeah, what decisions? Oh, you're in a platinum it, aren't you? Well, that's the question. So I beat it last night at around like 10:30, and can I just say so? So, um, without wishing to spoil things, di- like by saying the by saying directly what happens. Uh, so if you just don't want to know anything about maybe the structure of God of War at all. Um, go ahead. I'll, I'll put a time code in the in the description of this podcast. Um, so you've been warned. F- you know what? Fuck it. If you don't want spoilers for God of War, go to the time code. I'll just I'm just, we're gonna be spoiling this. Um, it won't be a terribly long discussion, but I, at least I don't think. Here we go. You've been warned. So I knew going into this that Atreus was Loki. Um, because. Back when this game came out, I was talking to my brother about it, and he was like, are you going to play this? Can I talk to you about the ending? And I was like, I will never play this game. <laughs> and, then, and he told me that, and I was like, oh, that sounds like a good fucking twist. <laughs> um, so it wasn't like th- that little bit I had known this whole time. Uh, I I thought the way they delivered that was excellent. Because I, ne- I don't necessarily think knowing a twist ruins a narrative, um, especially because it can make you go like, Oh, like you can sort of pick up on those little bits um, here and there. But uh, damn, what a good fucking ending to that game. Oh, it's and and like the good thing about that is that that reveal is not like. It, it's like the end of the story, but it's like almost like an epilogue to everything that's happened. It's like the tie yes. up of everything. So like you get this like twist that like changes the whole context of the game, but also gives you super excited about what the sequel is going to be. Yes, 100 percent. Um, and, and so you have that final fight with Balder and I thought that was great. Uh, I mean like just the final like five hours of this game are just like stunning. Um, and then my favorite thing that happened was when you get there, when you get to Jotunheim, there is no combat, there's no fighting. It's all over. And it's just about like, this is the end. Yep. Like this is what the game is about. Um, and you spread her ashes uh, I teared up a little bit, choked up a little bit, just thinking like, look at these two, these two dirty, sweaty boys. <laughs> They're so tired. But they finally, it, it, it reminded me of the end of, of Lord of the Rings a little bit of just like, these two people love each other so much. <laughs> they love each other so much. Would you ever have imagined that you would genuinely feel like emotion about Kratos like that? Like, no, and it's interesting too because like when this game started, I was like, oh, I see what they're doing, and and I will say like I'm a little tired of this particular story of like grizzled old man has to hang out with a plucky little kid, because um, like you know, it's the Last of Us, it's the Mandalorian, it was the full fucking show of Obi Wan, which I wasn't expecting. It's this, it's um it is a it is a very common story right now it's an extraordinarily effective story because like by the end i'm like sitting here like choking back tears of these two of just like the most hateful person in the entire world not hateful but the most rage-filled person in the entire world like just spreading smashes yep. <laughs> like like with his son who he like I, what i really appreciated it just like in the beginning like wouldn't touch him wouldn't like connect with him but by the end he's got his hand on his back and all this stuff whatever um no I, I, this was a a phenomenal game 
heartily recommend. Um, it's 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 so good, and the, the ending just like was a perfect bow on it. Yep. I mean, to me, it has everything I want in a video game. It has story that I love. It has gameplay, which is fun. It has enough exploration that I feel like I'm actually like exploring stuff without being too overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it's a fun platinum. So like, I don't know what else I need in a game. <laughs> yeah, you know, you asked last week about like, is this an open world game? And I was like, ah, I don't know. Like, it is, but it's just, it's not. It does. I wouldn't put it in the open world genre because it doesn't have like climbing towers and a thousand side quests that mean nothing and and all sorts of stuff like that. It it is. Has a much more meaningful world, yeah, yeah. Um, which, which I think just makes it a standout title. And I like th- to me, this is something that I know. This we've said there'll be spoilers, but I think to me, this is like the spoiler of the game. Um, the moment in this game when he has to go home is. I watched a video talking about like this is what made this the best game of the year. Absolutely, th- this moment, and I 100% agree. Um. I, I've never played the original God of War games. Uh, I sort of I thought like, oh, I thought he gets the I thought he had those in this game just from like, I don't know, probably not trailers, but like it, the game's been out for four years at this point. So like, you know, whatever. Um, but like I was like, yeah, I thought he had those. Like, yeah, I guess not. And then he starts talking about like, oh, I'm going to have to go home and, and unearth some stuff I buried a long time ago. It's like, oh, shit. And like that whole segment is like. A 10 out of 10 in video games and yes, i think it's made, it's made even stronger by the fact that the way the game works it's a continuous shot so like you go from the cutscene when he's he's basically freaking out that that uh atreus is gonna die um yeah it, the way kratos freaks out um and like you follow him all the way to going back home realizing the only way to save him is to go back to what he was and like him Almost like kind of immediately just being like, I'm going to go home. I got to do it like without yeah. like even fighting it. And like he just has those couple of moments when like he looks at his wrists and you, you hear the 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 creepy, awesome theme music play. And like it's just it what a, it's so good. So good. Yep. One hundred percent agree. Um, damn. Damn. What a good game. Uh, and it's, again, from a franchise that I just have had no interest in, like previously. Uh, so then once I finished that, I watched the trailer for Ragnarok, and I was like, you know what, this looks good. Yeah, you know, like we said last week, I think, like, hopefully it's more than just some more God of War. But like, just from looking at that trailer, there seems to be enough going on that it's like, yeah, this looks pretty great. And I thought they set up, like, um, the fact that you don't see like Thor or Odin, even though they talk, they talk a big game um, in the first game, I, I think like shows just some incredible restraint to just not let it be. Uh, it, just, it, it showed incredible restraint, in my opinion, for them to say, like, we are setting up a sequel to this that is deserving to be a sequel. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Like a second part oh, of yeah, this story. Absolutely. Did you did you get the Thor cameo yet? No. Okay, so there is a little Thor cameo. I mean, I, you'll get it if you get the platinum, but if you look like look it up, like they do an even better job of like creating the hype mm. and setting up what they're doing next with just a little moment at the end. It's really good. It's really good. Yeah. We'll see if I get the platinum. I uh, was bashing my head against a Valkyrie for about an hour and a half. Uh, and uh, bring gotta bring the difficulty down to easy. Like the, is there a di- oh yeah. Like let me like so there's two trophies that are tough in that. The first one is like a very grindy thing you have to do with like the mist stuff. 
Um, yeah, I went to that one, world one time, and I was like, yeah, oh, fuck like, this. It, it just is time-consuming. It's not super hard, but, like, it, yeah. it's a little grindy. Um, but then there's the final Valkyrie Queen, which is, like, one of the toughest boss fights ever. Um, yeah. And, like, even if you put the difficulty down to as easy as possible, it's still, like, one of those things that you're just going to beat. Um, uh, it's Because I like a challenge. It's just, like... Oh, I just die instantly? Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, what if I try this? I last one second. Okay, great. Um, yeah, God of War, phenomenal game. So I, I might plan. I forgot that you could turn, that there is difficulty on this. For whatever reason, I thought this was one of those games where it was like, this is the intended experience. Uh, this no, is the no, one no. way. No. But no, I forgot. Sony's pretty good about, about having this sort of accessibility options. Um, I will say one thing, though. This game is marketed as like, it's a one shot. Right, you, the camera stays with Kratos the whole game, and uh, I know what they mean, but it's just a lie because when you hit the pause menu to go look at your map, or when you hit the pause menu to go do your armor or change anything, it immediately sucks you out. And I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing, but it takes a singular look at Dead Space Two. <laughs> To um, be able to see, like, oh, here's how you could do something like those in-game menus um, diegetically without having to, like, fade to black, come back up on a menu screen. Whatever. I'm being nitpicky. I, I did appreciate the one shot, like, the one takeness of the whole story. Um, but it's one of those things that I, I pretty much noticed instantly um, that was that I hope that maybe they can codify in. I, I, I would just worry that would take me out of the experience a little much. Like if he like opens up like a tablet or something like that, that like has a it's projection like a or something like that. Um, like there, there is a way to do that, but I don't know. I, I, I know what you mean. Like that would be really, really even extraordinarily cool. Maybe that's what they're going to do. Um, but I don't know. I just don't know if that's like a feasible thing. And really, like, even though it's like one shot, there's still loading screens that they just basically have you like walk through a tunnel just until it loads the, yeah, and like yeah. stuff like that. So like, like you see what they're doing, but I still appreciate like there's just the fact of how that just adds to a lot of the gameplay, I think. But yes, no, I, I agree. It's not like a real criticism necessarily. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, just like, one, it's just one yeah. of those things that it's like I would love it if they, they did just a little bit more with this because like it could be cool, you know, just like have a Treyas carry a map. And Kratos is like, what's where he we runs going? in front and, of the screen? Yeah, hey, you know what I mean. Look at this. <laughs> or like, or like maybe you can only change your armor and equipment like at the blacksmiths. You know what I mean? Because that, that's you, you all get to done. Watch him take off his whatever he's wearing and put on his next little oh, cloak no, you and don't tunic. Need that Doesn't he looks that in the mirror. Far. He like does one of those stomach things. Like, am I am I looking good? Yeah, Kratos cares about it, which is something that's true. Because he's got a very well maintained beard. Oh yeah, you know that guy works out and like he cares about it. He like he's the one like making the loud grunts in the gym. Like everyone's like looking oh, at him. Oh man, he's just the an reason. Asshole. He's just... the reason why Planet Fitness has the "Don't drop your weights" thing. You know what yep. I mean? Yep, one hundred percent. Well, because I mean, like in comedy, he's just like, oh, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Justin, uh, you, we were texting a little bit about it. You beat the quarry. I did. I would just just hit me with some of those general thoughts um I, I i again i love this story so much more than until dawn's story i think it's just the lore is delivered better the way you solve some of the puzzles is better not mm -hmm. puzzles uh, the way you like 
puzzle out what's happening is better with yes. all the clues and stuff. It was to the point where we were so thorough with picking out our clues that when like a big plot point happened, it was like, duh, we knew that like four chapters yes. ago. You know yes. what I mean? Like when they're the like, the big reveal happens. And they like treat it like what the yeah. fuck, yeah. and it's like no, we yeah, no, we're on board. Hey, this is editing Peter here. If uh, we talk about some like light, mild mechanical spoilers for the quarry um, we, that we didn't like give a warning for, so if you don't want to hear anything about the game specifically about like like how it ends uh, in terms of like mechanical stuff, go ahead and skip to the time code in the description later so one of the cool things about this game is all those clues you collect the whole time like at the very end of the game during the credits they play a podcast and the podcast is like talked about several times in, in throughout the game but they play a podcast in which the hosts go through all of the clues that you found and they like talk about it and like they basically say like is this real or is this not based on the clues you found um, and it was like, I'm not going to lie and tell you that I listened to it 100% of my attention, but like, it was just like a cool little like collection of the things that you found and then hearing the other characters talk about them. I just thought that was a nice little touch. I agree. And it, it's, it's riffing off the, like the Buzzfeed unsolved thing. Uh, cause I was playing this with Elena and she goes, Oh, these are people from college humor. Which oh, is really? Like the, yeah. Oh, and, that's and really cool. And they're like riffing off of the BuzzFeed Unsolved things, which apparently they have a rivalry, College Humor and BuzzFeed. I don't know about such things, but um, yeah, I liked BuzzFeed Unsolved for a minute there. Um, I, I imagine they're still doing it because it was the only reason anyone would go to BuzzFeed after 2016, but <laughs> whatever. Um, I, I appreciate that, too. I guess this isn't like a spoiler, but this was the thing that I was disappointed in that I, I mentioned a few weeks ago uh, mechanically because you're collecting 10 pieces of evidence. And I was like, oh, this is the evidence is going to, the amount of evidence that you collect is going to change the ending of the game because I figured that the ending of the game would be police would show up and um, you would have to be like, no, 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 here's what happened and then show them the evidence and it just, like that's just not how it works out. Like you said, it's just it's how it goes on that podcast, which is still fun. But um, I thought it was going to be more of a mechanic than it was. And so when that when that finally revealed, when it was like, here's what you've been collecting this all for, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, you you've been playing a, a few games of Dang and Rampa, haven't you? <laughs> I have. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah. Well, we are going to do a spoiler discussion that uh, it'll be uploaded at some point in the future. Uh, so look forward to that, where we'll go into all the nitty gritty details. But all in all, you liked it? Oh, yeah, it was great. Um, out of the nine playable characters, which, by the way, uh, that might be a spoiler that there are nine of them. Um, the, I only had one that was killed. Yes. And yes. it was a complete bullshit reason. It was it was I had the same character die. Uh, For the, same the same bullshit spot. reason. And, and it's it's one of those things that's like. Oh, well, there's literally no way the player would have ever known this. Uh, there's no like there's no indication of this uh, of because it's like one of the only like 
puzzles in the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it like one choice like that is the reason why a character dies or not. And it's like nothing you could do around that. Like it, it just is like that one thing killed a character. And yep. I know a lot of times you have that those split second choices to make, but those choices are made on like emotion and reaction and stuff like that. This one is just yeah. kind of based on, did you do the puzzle right? Do you know what's going on? And they don't do a good job of setting up the puzzle that this is what you're going to have to do. Um, so like it was just, that was annoying. Yes, I agree. Um, I, I agree. But yeah, Justin, I'm seeing here. You have watched Top Gun Maverick, a movie that I loved. I, I, let me just set this up. I've never watched Top Gun before. Yep. Um, on Tuesday of last week, I watched Top Gun, the original one. Okay. And I was like, damn, like usually like when you're watching like an eighties movie, it's like, it just doesn't translate well. And like, you're like, okay. Yeah. All right. There were moments in it that I was like, oh, this is an eighties movie, but ultimately it was good as hell. I loved it. It was awesome. Um, and like, just like some like emotional beats in there that you would just not expect. Um, I know a lot of people, kn- there's a character that dies and I know a lot of people know that that's the character that dies, but I thought it was a different character. So like my stupidity, oh, sure. like was legitimately like, Oh my God, wait a second. I thought the <laughs> other character died. Um, yeah. and like, it was such like a major plot point of it. Um, but it was just, it was really done well. I thought, um, really good. Like a lot of the shots that they took at that time were like, revolutionary kind of like like shots like watching planes land on carriers like all this cool stuff it was just it was a really good movie and i was like oh i see why this made tom cruise tom cruise so that so then the next day i go to see top gun maverick and like that movie dude is like the most thrilling anime video game you will ever watch and like there's there's this one scene that Felt, felt so much like a video game. It's basically, I, without like spoiling the reveal here, it's Tom Cruise like taking on a course that like is impossible. And yes. it's like shot with him actually flying. You hear it, they, they have this like really long extended shot of it in, the, in the cockpit of hearing his breathing as he's like moving the stick and all this like crazy stuff. And it was thrilling to the point, to the point where they like that scene happens and then there's still like, I don't know, 50 minutes more of like thrills after that. So it's like, I can't even describe how good this movie is because like, it's all set up to be like a, a heist kind of that they have to do this thing. And they're all the whole movie. They're training for this thing. And then the thing happens. And like that, whole end of the movie is just like the entire time when they fly off the carrier and they're going towards this mission i was like on the edge of my seat well i was in a recliner so like i was literally like sitting up in my recliner but like (laughs) it was like the whole time i'm just i was nervous i was like any of these characters can die and i legitimately care about three quarters of them Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and there's um, some I still don't care about, but like it was, it's just really good. It was, it was really good. Yeah. That, that was a good, a good flick. Yeah. So there you go. Top Gun Maverick. Go see it. It's a movie that, in my opinion, like had no right being as good as it was. Yeah, it, it made me want to buy the, the throttle, the thrust master for my PC so I could <laughs> for, play yeah. Flight Simulator like accurately yeah, yeah. and like do like all the thing. And then like I, all the shots 
were actual planes, not CG, actual nope, planes. Yeah. So whenever they do some like crazy maneuver, like there's literally a scene when like Tom Cruise like goes over. I hope that was real because if that was CG, he like literally goes over another thing, slams on his brakes and like shoots out these flares and stuff like that. It was this awesome scene, like like little like image and stuff like that. And I was just thinking of like actually like actors doing that. And I was like, Ooh. that man's like we said this a few weeks ago. A weirdo in real life, but that man's a movie star. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, like, that man is a certified movie star. Yeah, yeah. So, there you go. Top Gun Maverick. Go see it. Let's, uh, Justin, let's jump into the Metacritic Roundup real quick. What do you say? Let's do it. We've been waiting a long time for this. Cuphead, the delicious last course. D-L-C. It's got an 88. Uh, I am not going to play this because I've not played the original Cuphead. Happy for people because I know they've been waiting for fucking ever for this because that game came out in 2016, I think. Wow. Isn't that crazy how God of War Ragnarok is going to come out in less time, which is a full different sequel. <laughs> As opposed to just more DLC. Yeah. <laughs> I have heard that this is a pretty, I mean, like based on the reviews, like I said, 88, but um, it is a lot of new content um, that has a lot of great stuff to it. Um but uh yeah i i um I, I, I you've played cuphead yes yeah uh i played like the first like little map area um of it and like it's fun like i like it it's just like one of the, it's just a hard game and like again yeah. i don't relax and like playing i have it on the switch not going to lie not the best place to play it not the best controller to play it on um oh sure but like it's still fun it's just like if you're into like those like tough learning boss patterns, arcadey things. Like, again, I think I said this before. If you're a fan of the bosses in Metroid Dread, you will like this game. Okay. Um, And, like, the good thing about this DLC is that there's, like, new bosses. Like, I th- think there's a couple hours of new bosses and content to do. But they have a new character that you can go back and play yes. all the other bosses again. And the new character has different mechanics to it. I think it's, like, a, it dodges in a different way or something. Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, but, like, that new character, like, just changes things up enough that it makes the old content new. And that's, like, a, I think that's a cool thing when a game can do that. Like, completely recontextualize old content with a new feel to it. So people who love playing Cuphead and love to speed run it and beat it real quick can go back and, like, have some new challenges and stuff. Um, and then, plus, the new levels seem to have, like, new um like mechanics and like things that highlight the new characters move set a little bit more so mm-hmm. i don't know i i to, i'm to the point when i've re-downloaded cuphead on my switch will i get this dlc i don't know it depends how if i get hooked back into it um but ultimately this game is just such a cool visual game to play even like to watch yeah. people do it like this is a game that i love watching speedrunners play Sure. That, that's it's, fair. And it's just fun. It's just fun. Well, also on here we've got I don't know why you put this on here. F one twenty two, which is a racing game. Uh hey, man. on PC's got an eighty two. So uh I yeah. I'm mad about this because I was gonna draft this in our fantasy uh uh critic game, uh but I couldn't because we don't have like a yearly uh, option to get yearly games so like i couldn't get madden 22 or i couldn't get fifa f1 22 so that's sure that's like 12 points i mi- uh, is it 12 12 points i missed out on and i am i'm just furious about that so yeah if you want an average f1 game uh well above average i guess an 82 is pretty good um f1 22 i won't be playing it but i'm mad that i i won't no. be drafting it no why would you 
Why would you? Then also, just rounding things out here, we've got Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, another DLC. Uh, we've been hearing about this one for a while, quite a while, too, on Switch. Um, but apparently it did not disappoint. It's got an 86. Yeah, um, so the the thing that gets me interested about this is when I was playing the original Monster Hunter Rise, there were these things in it that were like these tower defense modes called uh, Rampages um, that I've got to, and I just hated playing them. It was like just oh, bad okay. tower defense games and stuff, and I just didn't, that wasn't why I came to pl- play Monster Hunter. In fact, I still don't know why I came to play Monster Hunter, but it was like such a gameplay mechanic like shift that I got to a main mission where that's the thing I had to do, and I was like, I just don't feel like it. Yeah. And then every time I come back to the game, it's like, do this rampage. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Actually, I don't feel like doing that rampage. Um, I think I'm good, yeah. But this uh, DLC, like, takes away that rampage part like they basically minimize it to a point where you don't do them anymore and there's just like new monsters and and other like you know harder missions and they raise the level cap on stuff so if you like monster hunter rise this is more of it and they've also done a lot of cool uh quality of life improvements on it uh to make just like doing moment to moment gameplay a little bit better and a little bit easier so um it's hard for me to still hardly recommend um monster hunter rise to people but like it is a good version of that game. I do enjoy it. It's just not like easily accessible and something I can feel confident in recommending. Sure. Sure. Um, that makes sense to me. I've heard quite a few good things about this game. Uh, I'm not going to try it, but I'm glad for the people who love it. Cause it seems like the people who love it really love it. Do you know, is it a standalone or do you have to buy it? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have literally no way of knowing that information. Uh, I'm going to say, it, to me, it seems like you have to buy it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's uh, an expansion, not a standalone game. Thank you, Reddit user Loose Strings 508 for that. Always coming in clutch. Always Loose um, Strings, always. Thanks, man, or whoever you are. Uh, let's talk about the most recent Nintendo Direct. I thought, so this is a partner showcase, so... Um, obviously we were all expecting to see, you know, Metroid Prime 4, Breath of the Wild, and, you know, whatever new Mario games coming out. Um, and, uh, I was disappointed when none of those things were here. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> sorry, I was just doing my impression of Twitter for a second. Uh, which, I mean, like, I joke, but, like, damn, that was exactly how it went for my Twitter feed. People are like, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's a partner direct. It's like, what do you want? What are you talking about? I, I don't understand criticism for this kind of stuff. Like, first no. of all, like, that aside, there are some awesome things that were announced and showed at this direct. Like, some I thought this really was a good stuff. Fantastic direct. Right. Yes. Right. Um, but I think, like, even if people are upset with, like, what it was shown here, it really does give, like, highlights to games that people wouldn't have on their radar normally like yeah. i would have never thought of games like harvestella if it wasn't for this lorelei and the laser eye these like cool oh, man, looking that games great. that like were announced here but like i would not just like know about these if it wasn't for something that had this like platform like a nintendo direct and stuff like that and like if you're really upset about wasting 25 minutes to like watch this and just see a bunch of new things that are coming out Dude, put your YouTube speed on two speed times. And exactly. Like, yeah, and don't watch it live. Uh, Twelve minutes. Yeah, like you don't yeah. have to like sit here and like do all this stuff. And if you're mad because you had to wake up early to watch it, like wait, you don't like like <laughs> you, what's you the big? You don't yeah, have you, to do like, anything. Like, like the, the, yeah. I, if people are unhappy with this, I don't know what they want because you're not going to be getting 
every single one of these directs or uh, streams a brand new Mario game announced or a brand new Zelda game announced. It's just unrealistic to expect that. Um, and there was some really also, good stuff here, I thought. So I don't. Because also, I feel like if they're going to announce like a Zelda, if they're going to give an update on Zelda, I, I feel at this point that they're just going to say, "Yo, show up, Zelda Direct." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they just did it with Xenoblade. Yeah. Um, like like why would they try and like hide the fact that it's coming? You know what I mean? So. And, and I, um, I I think the same thing goes with any new game that comes out. Like. I, I don't think they're creating these to have these like big hype moments at the end anymore. No, they're creating these to show what's coming out to satisfy partnership deals and to get people hyped about games that they might not get hyped about otherwise. Like they're not sitting here trying to make an E3 press conference with a mic drop moment. They're not agreed. Agreed. Well, let's uh, let's get into it a little bit. Um We don't necessarily have to go like every game, but um here are some. Of the ones that stood out to me. Um, we got Near Automata and the Yorha edition. Um, which I'm I'll say I'm su a little surprised that this is not a cloud streaming game. Yeah, yeah. Um But uh, who knows, I might pick this up because I love Nier. Yeah, I mean um, it, I the way I have to play that game and the way my fingers do like the two trigger things with my two fingers, yeah. trying to think about doing that on the joy cons is, Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Is a little that's rough. Fair. Um, but I, I mean, I would want to, I, I say I would want to play this game again with everything that's coming out. I don't know if I need to play it again. Plus I already own it. And isn't it like on yeah. some game pass or something too? It is on game pass. Yes. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but, but now it'll be on the go. I know. Oh, my broken soul will probably end up buying it. How many times have I said I'm not going to buy it, and then I buy it? I'll say that not to not to get ahead of ourselves here, but this is coming out around in, the, in October alongside Persona. So I'm going to say you're probably not going to touch this. What if I buy this and not Persona? Well, then I will. I mean, Near Automata is a 10 out of 10 video game. Persona is five is also a 10 out of 10 video game. So I can't. I would not be able to fault you. I have. I don't. I don't know if I've ever shown you this. I, like literally, uh, my mouse pad Ooh. is a is a near automata. Is that like is <laughs> mouse it, pad? Is that like one of those mouse pads that every time you like move your keyboard, it like makes a different like choir sound from the from the uh, theme song. <laughs> it's really distracting when we're podcasting, but like you know. yeah, it's bad for work and and all that sort of stuff. But um, what can you do? Uh, yeah, so so you got near coming. Uh, it's gonna have all the DLC and stuff, uh, which I think is cool because I think a lot of people miss that DLC because, um, the way that near automata ends, it's not the sort of thing that you can really go back to without spoiling anything i'll just leave it at that see here's the thing um, but here's the thing though i think a lot of people um when they're playing near automata they don't realize that the first ending ain't the ending you know what i mean <laughs> that's true yeah no that that's very fair although the game i think does is like please play it again yeah please play it again ne but near is like one of those games that i think this is why people hate people who like video games because it's like no man it's like by the fourth <laughs> ending you get everything you gotta keep playing yeah, it yeah, man yeah. you know but like you uh, I, I hate to be that person but you gotta play through all the endings you do it's really good really good uh lorelei and the laser eyes that's coming to that's annapurna they that's the developer who did cyanora wild hearts i didn't play it uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts, but I am familiar that it's the kind of game that I would really like. Uh, and this also looks pretty awesome. Yeah, is that a... Uh, it looked like a point-and-click detective-y game, right? 
Like, uh, you know, that's my shit. I know. Like, you know, that's my like, <laughs> like, yes, it just looked uh, it looked like it would be like a fun little like clue game. Like this was like one of those games. I'm like, oh, I think my fiance would like to play that game specifically, too. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, you know, hey, if you uh, it's uh, I've added it to my Steam wish list and we'll see what happens. And it's got a cool visual art style as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not out until 2023, right? It's still on my wish list, but yeah, that that but, was yeah. like a 2023. Let me check my handwritten notepad. I also learned um, in the future from past experiences when I write notes when I'm watching something, I need to type them up because you or I can't read them. So like I had to... I, I was having a hard time with the Xbox yeah, one. That was but, rough. Um, uh, but yeah, 2023 yeah. is what it said, which is odd because they literally start off by saying, let's watch this thing with things that are coming out later this year. And then they're like, yeah, the yeah, third yeah. game they announced is coming out in 2023. <laughs> I was like, all right, dude. Yes. Like, yeah. I'll be yeah. critical of that, but other than that, good. We got another look at Return of Monkey Island, which just looks like a delight. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I think I, I you have you ever played the old Monkey Island games? I think you said no, right? No, I played Monkey Island 2, I think. Okay, okay. Yeah. There's like a remaster on the oh, Xbox. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, did. I love me some Monkey Island. Like, these are like, this is like formative Justin Matkovich comedy here. Like, yes. Skybers Threepwood is one of my favorite characters in video games. Um, Like, the humor in it is like, juvenile in like the best way possible it's just like it's not it's, it's but it's got like it's mature yeah you know what i mean like yeah. it, it has a nice balance yeah it, it's not like crude humor um it's no. not like in a pro it's like humor good for all ages i mean i basically played this game when i was like you know five to 15 i was like playing through those games and super yeah. enjoyed playing them like some of my favorite memories are watching my sister um when i was younger being the one at the computer and then we'd all try to like solve the puzzles together um and like it just it just really good times uh and i i am so excited for this game um i think it looks beautiful but more on that later yes and um i think switch is a good place for this i'll play Uh, i'll play it anywhere on my steam deck on my switch on my phone um, on my computer i'll play it i'll play it everywhere totally totally uh we got more of and i think we got a release date for mario and rabid sparks of hope i'm not touching this uh this is not my kind of game nor are these two franchise like I like Mario. Okay, I have no love for the rabbits in my heart. Um, yeah, it's coming out uh, the twentieth of October, I think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, are you, you going to play this? I know the first one is like well regarded as a, as a great game on Switch. So I, I played the first one and I got into it. Like it was like a like a, a window of like two weeks where I was really into it. I bought it like way after the fact. I got that and all the DLC for like you know twenty five bucks. I was like I'm in. Yeah. Um, I don't think this is a full price game for me because this goes back to being a tactics game and uh, there's yes. just something about that gameplay style that I don't like. Um, but the cool thing, the thing I really enjoy about this game is that it's not all tactics. Because, like, in the middle of your tactics battles, they have these, like, kind of open world things where you don't really do do that much. But there's, like, little, like, Mario puzzles that you have to, like, solve in this open world between levels. So there's still at least a mix so there's like multiple gameplay styles, so it's not just tactic battle yeah. after tactic battle after tactic battle. Um, but I think the combat stuff looks pretty cool in this. I think it looks like a lot more open um, with what you can do with the combat, uh, which is both a pro and a con for me because I think the more open you get, the more overwhelmed I get when I'm like making these choices. Um, I wonder if there is permadeath in this like fire emblem because that's a surefire way to make you stressed out playing every single battle. Um, is of there permadeath game. in the original? No, no, but like oh, okay. I, that, I always like assume like with like Fire Emblem, like you lose a character because even in the, yeah, in, yeah, the yeah. in the Muso game, like they have a mode where if they die in the Muso battle, they die forever. They die in real life. 
in real life, yeah, the the real the real life uh, Petra will just uh, she'll call you and she'll be like, "This is it," uh, and you'll be like, "No," like it'll be messed yeah. up. But yeah. Um, moving on here, there you know, I, I was interested in just about everything we saw here, but the things that are really standing out to me, is, you know, we saw a little bit more of Sonic Frontiers, and like, I, I don't think it looks better, but it does look like more. Yeah, you, you know, like seeing more of it is like, okay, this is more of that game. Yeah, this is the first time I saw them. They had like these like cyberspace levels or something like that that were like actually yeah. they they were like little like warp zones that you go into that look like traditional um uh Sonic kind of stages like the 3D Sonic the fun ones that we like the fast ones. Um, it kind of remind me a little bit about in. Have you ever played Super Mario Sunshine? Nope. So there are these like obstacle course levels in mm-hmm. Super Mario Sunshine with this really like jazzy music in the background, one of my favorite little things. Um, yeah. But uh, that has like, even though Super Mario Sunshine has like gameplay that's different than traditional Mario, these ones, they take off your jetpack and it's just like traditional Mario obstacle courses. So I think that's a good sign, I think, because maybe that will just have more traditional levels and the open mm-hmm. world will not be the only thing. But I keep hearing, the more I hear about this game, the more I keep hearing about it's combat-focused. And that scares me. Because the combat trailer thing, that they, the combat look that they did on the for the IGN first is just... Bad. Bad. Yeah, yeah. Bad. Don't do that. <laughs> Make it... Like, like, cause the one, like one-hit kills are so crisp. Yep. Especially with something like Sonic, which is about momentum and speed and whatever. So just like... The homing attack from Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 is just so choice. Yeah. Um, but I guess we will see soon enough. Still no release date, but um, they're adamant on not delaying it. Uh, it's coming up this year. for me was um, the Portal Companion Collection. It feels like it's about time this game came out on Switch, but uh, I'm playing it again for my job. So Oh, I'm, I'm, there you on go. the Switch? Uh, yes. How does it run? I have not started it. I'm playing it starting on Monday. Ah, <laughs> I guess got it, Tuesday. Got it, got it, got it. Yes. One thing that was cool about this um, was people were able to get Half-Life 2 running on the Switch through, like, modding mm-hmm. it. Um, and, I, and I was just thinking, like, I think the Switch would be a really cool place to get, like, the orange box released. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's going to happen now that they have this companion collection, but it would it'd be a good way for me to, like, replay the, the original um, Half-Life 2 because um, I, I played that way, way back in the day, and I liked a lot of it. I think it was a fun game, um, and I think it still kind of holds up as being a cool, like, physics-y game. The story is kind of unique, um, and there's some... It, it's... I know a lot of people talk so highly about it, but I really think it is a good old game. It's like... Uh, it, for the movie buffs out there, it's like when you watch Citizen Kane, you're like, oh my god, like, I know this is an old movie, and I know people, like, talk about it, but they actually do a lot of, like, modern stuff in this old movie that make it feel very, like, timely, even though it's, like, an old, old movie. It's what defined movies. Yeah. And, and you still... the first one to do it. And you still see... so And I and while it, Half-Life 2 didn't necessarily define video games, I think it really, like, defined... It's a landmark shooter. Yeah, landmark shooter, puzzles, physics... Like there's a lot of good stuff in there that we see in games today. So um, I, I, if you have never played that or it's uh, six, uh, episode like expansions, I suggest you do it um, because if you're a PlayStation fan like me, I have a feeling um, Half Life Alex will come to PSVR too. So that might you 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 definitely want to have the context for Half Life Alex too. Agreed, and I'm sure you can get those for pretty cheap, especially on like PC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I own them in like five places, probably knowing me. Yeah. Uh, Harvestella, you mentioned it earlier. This is a Square Enix kind of farming combat game. 
uh, that I am deeply into and I'm excited to play when it comes out. Uh, Justin, what do you think? Uh, this looks like, it, it's like Square Enix was just like, all right, people like farming, people like RPGs, people like action, people like, they, they like put everything together, they shook it up and they threw it out and they're like, Harvestella, even the name to me is just like, it's a conglomeration of things. <laughs> like, yep. um, I don't know if I'm going to like play this, but I was kind of like, hey, maybe we'll see. Like, it looks like it's a pretty quality game. Yeah, no, uh, uh, totally agree. Um, I uh, think this looks pretty good. Yeah, um, I mean, it all depends. Like, but it does look like a lot of different like things in in RPGs that I like put together. Um, and I feel like it's like one of those things that you'll spend a lot of time trying to mid max your characters and your in your little little farm area and stuff. But totally, totally. What? Uh, and then we end here on. Persona 5 Royal, 4 Golden, Woo. 3 Portable. Like, we all knew it was coming, right? I, I mean... I, I, when they announced that it was coming to Xbox, it was like, obviously now it yeah. is going to then be yeah, coming yeah, yeah, to Switch. Yeah. Um, but it is nice confirmation, and uh, I think this is awesome. Yeah, yeah, uh, it looks good. Um, a couple other games that stood out to me, uh, the Blanc game, it's you're a wolf and a deer, and you're like doing little, little oh, yeah. environmental puzzles. It like was this kind of cool... I think my my brain's telling me it was a black and white art style, but my uh, heart just does not know. <laughs> that seems right. <laughs> Blanc. Now that is tough for SEO. And it's like one of those like the the logo is literally the two of them cuddling, which is adorable. <laughs> uh, yes, this is black and white. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that looked uh, interesting to me. Um, and then the other thing that I was happy about was the game RPG Time: The Legend of Right. Um, now, I initially saw this game and I thought it looked interesting. I drafted it for our fantasy thing, uh, and it came out on PC earlier this year. But it's still like not rated yet because like not enough people have reviewed it. But yeah. this game looks really cool because it's like a storybook, and every time you turn the page, you're like playing in the storybook with your character. It kind of changes the um, style of game. It kind of changes the way you interact with the world and stuff like that. It just looks like a really cool idea. Um, that I was interested in playing. Uh, and it was like one of those, like the game, I was interested in the game and I decided to draft it, not drafting a game I thought would be good. So I'm excited this is coming to Switch because as we've talked about before, I don't really play PC games. So uh, I think this will be a perfect place for me to play it. And this looks like a fun game that'll be perfect for the Switch. So if you haven't heard about this game, RPG Time, The Legend of Right, look it up. It looks great. Can't wait for it to come out. I think there was a release date on its um where when when were you coming out buddy let me look through my notes august 18 yeah, so right what right when uh school starts i'll be super not playing this but you know you're I'll, gonna just be so deep into it i'll be crying crying yeah. every night coming home being like why did i choose this profession <laughs> i um justin i understand it's part of the reason why i didn't do it yeah um but that's a conversation for another time yeah uh I, I, we said this before i thought that was a good direction yeah great uh uh, uh, 11 out of 11, go Nintendo. Go Nintendo. They're, they're just sitting back like, here's how it's done, y'all. <laughs> like, here's our games. Here's what's coming to the Switch. We don't even need to show you Zelda to make you know that the Switch is a good console. Um, all right. Justin, Electronic Arts, EA, uh, who I have a shaky relationship with. Personally? They made Dead Space. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like you and them gotten some beef on Twitter. 
No. Uh, although, with the way that brands tweet now, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if they're just, like, tweeting at people. Like, oh, hey, you like you. Dead right, Space, cool. don't you? Fuck you. That, like, EA is, like, like, attacking you for liking Dead Space. Yeah, I'm like... But, I like your game, yeah. and you're doing another one. Um, <laughs> I like I like Dead Space. I liked Mirror's Edge. I liked. Uh, I guess that's it. They'll, well, no, I mean like they'll be mad at you for for liking Mirror's Edge because they're like, oh, you're part of the problem. We made Mirror's Edge two, and you didn't play it or like it. It's because you made it bad, EA. Because <laughs> you did a bad job. Uh, you know they publish uh, 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 Apex Legends. They published uh, It Takes Two. Like they're not like. They're not all. They, I think they get a bad rap because they do a lot of. They do have a lot of just trash that they sort of shovel out. But um, it's it, it's not all bad. But uh, they tweeted uh, in the popular meme format. They're a ten, but they only like playing single player games, implying that uh, uh, you could be less attractive. You see, for only liking single player games. To which, uh, I mean, it's tough when a a company takes a ratio this hard. Um, I guess it's not like a total ratio, but (laughs) you got 16,500 quote tweets of people just being like, EA, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Um, There's a great one. It's like, oh, yeah, you definitely make those. Uh, (laughs) And and a bunch of people just really just were lighting these guys up just because like, they have been sort of famous for not investing in single player titles and um, or like setting them up to fail. So like something like Dead Space 3, they were like they, they didn't let them do what they wanted to with the single player aspects of it tacked on multiplayer elements or, or worse um, like yeah. uh what they did with uh bioware and anthem, anthem and like make, yeah like taking this like amazing single player studio and like trying to shoehorn in uh you know games of services but yes i i, I kind of like there's a lot of good single player games from ea too which is like the odd thing for me you know what i mean like between yeah. you know jedi fallen order dead space uh the dragon age uh mass effect like there are so many like good single player games that it just seems kind of like they're shooting themselves in the foot by like just saying like you're stupid if you like these games that we make that you know like <laughs> right that's the thing it's like you guys have a decent repertoire of ooh that, like you know the more we can fit repertoire into an average day it's a good day sure yeah uh, but they, they've got like they've got a decent a decent repertoire of yeah. single player stuff so to say like yeah, you're dumb for playing these is stupid. But they did respond. They said, roast well-deserved. We'll take this out because playing single-player games actually makes them an 11. Um, yeah, whatever. Wait, Sorry, so if I, if, I play, if I play multiplayer games, I'm not an 11? Yeah, Justin, that's EA, what they said. I'm going to quote-tweet yeah. them and be angry then. Be like, well, me and my bros don't agree. Yeah, this this did get much less um, traction as, as these follow ups always tend to. Yes, much less traction. But what can you do? Uh, sorry, EA, you you did a dumb thing, and then you got Mongo roasted for it. So oh, there you go. Uh, I I know this isn't in our doc, but I just remembered. There's a special co op that's coming out soon. What are your thoughts on this? A special co op? Yeah, for not an EA game. This is a very much non sequitur. Um, but they're finally releasing co-op for Halo Infinite. Are they? Yeah. What are your thoughts? Are you excited? My thoughts are it's fucking July. <laughs> 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 My thoughts are it's July. 
When is that happening? Uh, they have an early test starting in July 15th. Um, but uh, they have like uh, a couple of like limiting stuff here. So this is an article from uh, GameSpot um, by Luis Gutierrez. Uh, Luis Luis Gutierrez. Um, and basically it says, 343 recently announced that it would begin an early test on July 15th and shared more news on how the co-op world would work in Halo Infinite. To keep the game from breaking, it created an area of operations, limiting how far players can move from, uh, from one another in-game. Quote, If you stray too far from your fire team, you will get a warning to return to the team. If you ignore that warning and continue, you will be killed for going AWOL and be spawned back on your nearest teammate, 343 said. A player will be warned when they're 800 feet away from another player and then killed once they reach 1,000 feet. What are your thoughts on that restriction with the co-op? It makes sense because otherwise you're going to have people like on different sides of the map, and the game's going to crash. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I think that this goes back 100% to my, my thoughts about the reason this didn't happen is because the the way the game is designed and the way games are designed, it probably was way too graphically demanding to have two fully rendered maps with people like everywhere in it. And this is yes. probably like one of the, the programming sacrifices they had to make, which I'm sure this wasn't quite easy to do. Um, they, this probably took a while for them to do. Um, but like it, people seem mad about this, but like, what the fuck are you expecting people? I, I'm sick of people, dude. I'll say this. Here's, I, I don't think it's wrong for people to be mad about this because it just shows like, okay, three, four, three, then this game isn't designed for co-op. It's not. So then you just have to buckle up and say, we're not doing co-op. Unfortunately, the, our, our single player mode is not designed for, for co-op because of this open world, right? Just own it. At this point, they have dug themselves too deep of a hole, right, for it to be like that. You just got to own it. The problem is, I think, going to be how big are some of these maps, Right, because like, because like, uh, there are how big are these these outposts and stuff like that? A thousand feet sounds like a lot. Uh, in Halo Infinite, it's probably not. You know what I mean? So like, it could be the sort of thing where like, okay, I'm in one bunker in in one of the the strongholds. You're in another room, and I can't move into the next room, even though we're sort of you know going through in different. We went. We you can't like go around back and, and do something like that potentially. Um, yeah, I, I, I think this is too little too late. Should have just never done this. Should have just never promised to do this. If, because, and like I said, if you couldn't have done it, if you, if you were looking at it being like, okay, the amount of work this is going to be to figure out how to even address co-op in this game is going to be too much. Then just don't. With, wouldn't that have got them more like flack though, than if they just like, didn't really say anything, but then delay the co-op later. Cause like, I don't know. I, I just think if they're like, we can't do the co-op, it's too hard. Like, I don't know if that would have gone over as well. I mean, at least there is co-op here. Granted, it's like a year later. Granted, it's not like 100% open world co-op and stuff like that. But I, I think like, I don't know. I, 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 from the beginning, I was like, so what? We'll get co-op later. And I know I'm probably in the minority for saying that because a lot of people have formative co-op memories with Halo. Like, I would have rather got the Halo campaign when we got it rather than waiting until July 10th for this. Um, oh, that would have been a mistake. Yeah. For sure. But, like, we still have it. I think the bigger issue is that no one gives a fuck about Halo anymore. 
And and it's also they sh- they've shot themselves in the foot because they just haven't really supported that game very well. Yeah, yeah. Um. So you know, sorry, I guess. Um. Yeah. And the the other aspect of that, I think, is people were, were miffed when there was no couch split screen co op for Halo Five, um, which I think is a good complaint because that's a co op game. Like like I don't know how else to say that. Like the campaign is designed with co-op in mind so the fact that there isn't any split screen co-op is a little odd so basically they got this fallout from it and they said you know what in the next one we're going to do split screen co-op i think had they as soon as halo infinite was announced come out and said listen we know that we promised split screen co-op but we are working on a completely new experience you've never had in halo before that co-op is not co-op would would not function with this design Please be patient. We are happy. We are excited to bring you the new, this new thing. We apologize for saying we would put co-op in when it just isn't going to be a part of it. I I think that would have gone over much better than stringing everyone along for so long and then being like, here's co-op, right? This is what you wanted, right? And it's like, kind (laughs) of. Sorta. Yeah, I, I think I the guess. I think the bigger problem comes with fans not ever being happy. <laughs> That's also true. That, you, you are also right about that. Yeah. Yes. And, and I understand, like in an ideal world, like it would have been perfect to have it released when they said it would. No ugly Craig. No like you know whatever mm. like Forge co-op and stuff like that. Um, but like at a certain point, there there are things that I think the average fan doesn't probably understand about game development. That I yep. don't think I understand. Like, if you ask me to develop a video game, <laughs> I just uh, like how much money do I have to hire people? Yeah, like I, ha- I have a lot of <laughs> I have a lot of skills, but I don't think I would be able to create a Halo game. Um, no. But I just I don't know. I I think at a certain point, fan I I just I get the feeling fans get angry so quick instead of just appreciating yes. what we have. And I feel like I enjoyed ha- the the heck out of Halo Infinite when I played it. I like that game a lot. And I feel like a lot of people don't like it, not because of the game, but it's because it wasn't what they wanted in the game. That's that you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But um, speaking of fans being angry, uh, this is always tough. I mean, like broken record here. Don't be shitty to game devs. Yeah. Jesus Christ, please. Uh, Don't be shitty people. You're listening to Hitbox, so you're cool, sexy, and smart. So, like, it's not in that order. We need it. Like, yes, exactly. Um, we are preaching to the choir here. Uh, don't fucking harass Sony Santa Monica. Uh, they have officially addressed Sony Santa Monica has officially addressed um, uh, the toxic fan base that is. Um, plaguing the release of this uh basically i I think this all started when uh someone named estelle uh tigani who is the cinematic producer on god of war ragnarok um when she tweeted pro tip Sending me dick pics asking for God of War Ragnarok release date will not, in fact, get me to reveal the release date to the people who are doing so. When did that ever work for you? And then the gif of stop it, get some help. Um, I I mean, what? (sighs) It's hard to even know what to say about this because it's just like, obviously, this is terrible. Um, 
but also the fact that it, like it sounds like mo- this has happened multiple times and and like men do this and that sucks and it's terrible and and it shouldn't be like that but like what the fuck y'all forgot a war ragnarok like a game that it, it, whatever whatever and, and like that's the thing like if the game gets delayed which all reports say it's not going to get delayed who right. fucking cares is it going to ruin your year and if it ruins your year i'm sorry like there are a million video games out there. Play something else. There's something else to do if you yes. need this one game, this 25-hour experience to make your year. And if you're that emotionally connected to it, that's unhealthy, first of all. But, like, understand that they're going to release the game when it's ready. Not when you want it to be released, when the game is going to be ready. Yes. How can you not look at this the studio and assume that they are going to do what's right for this series? It, this is just like one of those things that's just like I it, this makes me like so angry because <laughs> uh, it's just it's one of those things that's just like I don't know how do you even address this it, 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 like because all like because the person who's doing the people who are doing this know what they're doing right like it, it's not like oh yeah I never considered that she wouldn't want that like you know that you're being terrible. How do you even? How do you fix that? How do you? How do you address that within the gaming community? And I just think you can't. And it's just one of those things that like, or maybe that's I'm being defeatist. But like, it is frustrating because it's like I don't even know how you would uh, fix this other than saying stop being dipshits, you absolute assholes. Um, yeah, I think like the there's a uh an article a couple weeks ago that i remember reading about how i think valorant was starting to do this thing in which they were recording voice comms um to like try to like find out like it was like a, a beta test thing to like find out like who was like giving like saying mean things online and stuff like that cuz yeah, you can report like harassment yeah, yeah yeah was it valorant yep um and i think like it's so hard to regulate people online right it's so hard to have like moderators and things to do this kind of stuff but like you gotta have like some like censorship's the wrong word you have to have someone out there like calling out this behavior as being inappropriate because you can't you you can't have something like the internet if you're just gonna allow people to say whatever they want the meanest things they want do whatever they want like I, there, there has to be some way to moderate this stuff because now that we are like in a place where we get firsthand access to game developers and what they think and what they tweet and updates, like I think that access is great. But if that access comes at the price of people harassing them, sending them things, uh, you know, uh, sending them threats online, even going back to Blue Box, all this stuff that was happening with that kind of like mess of a situation i don't care what hassan Kerman was doing is it worth it like is that what he's doing worthy of someone finding out where he lives posting it no. online and saying i'm gonna find you 
absolutely no, the not. The answer is no. Get fucked. Right. That not is that you, is obviously. Oh, I like, know. No, I know. But that is not yeah. okay behavior to allow people to do. And you, you got to tr- teach people that that is not okay. And I don't know what the solution is. Is it recording every conversation that is said online and like banning people? Is it like you know uh, the the waves of people on Twitter like yelling at you? Like I don't know what it is because clearly these people don't care. Because if they say something that is uh, defamatory to someone or inflammatory, defa- defamatory, defamatory, defam. Inf- could be... If there's something that they, they say that is mean, they probably like it because they get interaction. They get people yes. clicking on them. And yes. They do that kind of stuff. And that's the kind of society that we are have created. It's about clicks, not content. And I think that is so bothersome when content is so bad um, out there that people are, are, are being so hateful and mean and inappropriate online. Like, it's just... I mean, this goes more about vid- more than just video games. This goes with everything yeah. in life that people are just like empowered to be shitheads. Yeah. Justin, that's the f- fucking way to say it. Just empowered to be shitheads. <laughs> Damn. I, at, at a certain, oh fuck. At, at, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say because it's just like you're right. It is people are empowered to be shitheads, and um, it's almost like a website like Twitter should. Um, be better at stopping that. Uh, almost like they don't do anything about it. It's fine. No, well, uh, and and like we live in a healthy world with like uh the with Elon Musk talking about making it a true place for free speech. Get the fuck out of here, for Elon Musk. You're dipshit. You're an absolute dipshit. Um, <laughs> you're looking at me like I'm saying something controversial. No, what, no, no. I'm, I stand I'm just, I'm, by I'm this. I'm just checking my 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 place in line for my next Tesla and making sure oh, that. Oh, sure, I'm your still, next yeah, Tesla, yeah. huh? <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, without, uh, I'll say with my whole chest, Elon Musk is an absolute dipshit. Um, he's like, I think free speech. Fuck off, man. You're the richest person in the world. You can say whatever you want. It's fine. Um, yeah, jeez. Well, so Sony Santa Monica. Sorry, so that we don't just rant, tumble into into me talking about Elon Musk and politics. Um, Sony Santa Monica tweeted: um, Every single person at Santa Monica Studio is working to create a game that we're proud of, one that we hope you will enjoy playing once released. Our fans inspire us, and we understand the passion and desire for um, for more information. But that passion should not be toxic, nor come at the expense of any human being's dignity. Let's celebrate our community by treating each other, every gamer and developer alike, with respect. I mean, that, that's a great statement. But it's tough. It's it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't know how to fix these people who are just hateful and just terrible. And, and the sad thing is that statement is a great statement, but that's not what gets the the, the clicks. You know what I mean? Like you're you're re- right. reacting to shitty people and the shitty people is what gets people up in arms and gets people talking about them and gets people like it's just it's just so annoying. And then I mean, it goes on to um, uh, we hinted at this earlier. People were harassing. Uh, uh, Dan Gilbert is that his name from Monkey, the creator of Monkey Island? Uh, Ron uh, Gilbert, sorry, Ron, Ron Gilbert. Gilbert. They were harassing uh, the the Monkey Island people about the art style for it, like that it wasn't good. I don't know what they're looking at. I don't know what the problem looks great. is. It looks fun. It looks cute. Do they Damn. do they want it to be back to that original pixel art again? 
Is that what you're really asking for? Is that what you want today when you have this beautiful art style that is created um, to make this game something that looks awesome and new and everything? Like, is that really what you want? Like, I don't... And then to a point where they're harassing them that they have to turn off comments on their blog because they people can't hand, handle say, a comment a, a discussion board anymore. I just don't get it, and I don't understand. And let me tell you something: Monkey Island looks beautiful. Here's the problem, Justin. We are speaking about these problems that have always been a part of like gaming culture, and I think that like to look at this, you have to look at stuff like Gamergate. Uh, from what was that like 2015 and on you have these people who like follow like like i said this has always been a thing in the gaming community but following gamer gate felt empowered emboldened to be shitheads right that are just going to at every turn be terrible and there's no way to fix that I, at least i don't think or at least if there is a way to fix that i am not privy to it so anytime that God of War shows this young black woman at the end of the Ragnarok trailer. People are making edits of her being white, right? They show off, here's what Aloy looks like, a woman. Um, and they're like, here's our edit of it. And it's just this like horrific supermodel face that they, this homunculus face that they made, like uh, of saying like, we fixed it. Now she's pretty. This is not a new issue, but every time it comes up, it just like, I, I see nothing but red and it's like, what the fuck? So here's what we do about it. Here is what we do about it. And I know we joked about this earlier. Or I, I did. It's on us and it's on the people who will play video games to check your friends. When they say shit like this, you have to respond and you have to say, hey, that's not cool. That's not great. What are you talking about? Right that that's that is how we fix it i think by having the community speak and say this is not what we're about get fucked guy who's sending this woman dick pics for ragnarok information it's even what what are you talking about whatever i think that's how you fix it but it has to be a big enough shift for people to be able to to do that so i don't, like is that ever feasible i don't know i certainly think that there is no place for that. And I know that you agree, but like that, that's where I'm at. That's what, where, how I think you have to fix it. It's just by the community itself has to recognize you cannot do that and then police itself from there. But I think getting to that point is tough. I agree. Uh, it's just about spreading kindness. Uh, so if you're upset yes. by this stuff, um, reach out, uh, to Ron Gilbert on Twitter, Instagram, whatever he has, uh, tweet something positive, Send something positive to him. And I, I yes. noticed on his Twitter he had been retweeting positive things that were said to him. Reach out to anyone at Sony Santa Monica and uh, say say uh, positive things uh, to them. Uh, if you're excited about God of War Ragnarok, focus on the excitement, what you're looking forward to. Um, so put more good vibes out there. Uh, put more positive karma out there. Um, and uh, I know it's easier to, to, to tweet about something when you're angry. Why don't you worry about tweeting about something or posting about something when you're happy? Um, write a Yelp review when you like a meal, not when you hate it. Um, and the more positivity we put out there, I think the, the better this world can be. Um, and I think you're right. The way to start this is for us to call things out and to focus on good. And we can do yeah. that, right? Yeah. That's what this podcast is about. We love love. Yeah. Yeah.
Speaking of love, let's end on a positive note. What do you want to see from God of War Ragnarok? Having just finished it, how can that game be better? That's a good question. Uh, I think that they are maybe hinting at Kratos being really a different guy now. Uh, Because there's that line where Atreus is like, um, you're thinking like a father, not like a general or whatever, or something along the lines of that, which I thought was was interesting because I think that implies, hey, Kratos has changed. He does not want to be the man that he was. And because I think the thesis of God of War 2018 is like, he tells Atreus, like, don't be sorry, be better. And I think that's a really damaging mindset uh, to tell the child in particular who might not understand what exactly they mean by that. Cause I think the implication is you're being, you're wrong, you're bad, be better than that. Uh, which is again, like I said, I, I think it's a, it's a complicated thing to tell a child, but I think that that's what, the whole of the game is about, especially with Kratos, don't be sorry. You can't change what you did. You can't change who you have been, but you can change who you are now. Be better. You know, strive to be great. Strive to be someone who um, has compassion and kindness and whatever like that. Because then he doesn't, uh, after he gets the the blades, um, one of the one of the dwarves is like, oh my gosh, those are cool. Where'd you get those? Are they a family heirloom? And he's like, no, and they never will be. And that's so powerful. That's and I think that's, that's what good. you're starting to see in the God of War Ragnarok, right? Of of Atreus being like, well, we, we're going to war. We are going to war with this. Um, and you need to start. You can't be. We, we kind of need the old Kratos back. But I think the internal thing of like, well, I can't. I don't want to be the old Kratos. And I changed. I stopped being the old Kratos so I could have you. And so I could raise you into someone who isn't like me. Uh, I think that conflict, I think, will be interesting to see now that Kratos is a totally different guy. I And what you said right there, I think, is 100% the reason why a game like God of War is great, because it creates these kind of conversations, right? Like, about, like, mm-hmm. character growth and development and learning from your past and all this kind of stuff, and, like, how... They made Kratos a character that can go through significant character growth and change as a human being and not be perfect, but like be real and have like yeah. real moments. And I think that is so fantastic. Um, for me, one thing that I want in the game is I want them to continue to expand combat. So Agreed. it's a little bit like it can have some more customization to it. And I mean, there already is customization between your two weapon styles, how you use Atreus and all this kind of stuff. But I think developing that and making it really easy to go back and forth and like have some really like distinct uh, character builds and stuff in it, because I think this game uh, really does lend itself to having a unique combat style. Um, and I think uh, I've never quite played an action game like it. Um, and by the time you're at the end, you're really just like you are flipping between combat styles, flipping between melee and, and ranged and using Atreus's different arrows and stuff. And like, I think it's really done well. I want to see them go further with that personally. I agree. I, I completely agree. Uh, I, like I said, I watched the trailer last night and I was like, Oh, I am looking forward to this. <laughs> like this looks awesome. Yeah. I can't wait. Can't wait. Can't yep. wait. But Sony Santa Monica, take your time. Please, there, like, please take your time. I'll have Persona to beat. Yeah, yeah, you will. So, so hey, 
thanks so much for listening to our show uh i feel like it's important to have these sorts of conversations and to be upset about these clearly upsetting things uh and if you're upset with us go ahead and spread that positivity and 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 be that change and try and make that change by by like we said talking to the people that we know that behave this way and whatnot so um we appreciate you listening we cannot wait for episode number 100 next week we've got some fun stuff planned um that we will tell you all about next hitbox day we're gonna count to 100 backwards here we go one hundred. Oh, 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 minus one. We said counting backwards. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, oh, right. I see. I see counting down yeah, from one hundred. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, no, yeah, you, you, yeah, that would be a lot. But if you want to start with a billion, um, uh, you know, I started to write from one to a million on paper. Um, oh, when? And uh, that would take quite some time. In fact, did you do it? No, hell, are you kidding me? That would literally like that would take forever. That would take we- months to do. Yeah. If you write and then every what? number, you out. did it. I, I right. did and it. Then, I did it for one class period because a kid was like, "What? What can I do to get an A in this class?" And I was like, "If you write from one to a million on a piece of paper," and he's like, "I can do that." Did it for like two minutes, and he stopped. And I'm like, "I bet I can do it for the whole class period." And I got to like a thousand. Yeah, it sounds tough. Yeah, it would take a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, like I said, thanks so much for listening. Uh, next week we'll have some fun. Some fun changes are are coming, but uh, we'll let you know more about that uh, next Hitbox Day. Until then, you can follow us on Twitter at HitboxPod. You can tweet at us at HitboxPod, or you can send us a DM. You can send us an email, anything you thought about the episode, at HitboxOfficialPodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear about it because we appreciate your opinions about things like the Nintendo Direct, um, EA's unwillingness to understand that people like video games uh and uh, you know god of war the quarry top gun fire emblem whatever you want uh am i forgetting anything justin you're forgetting how awesome you are no you're forgetting how awesome you are stop it (laughs) stop you know you stop it hey always remember old games are old we'll catch you at hitbox episode 100 bye I'll stop recording. <laughs>